Hello and welcome to today's podcast. You are listening to the interview section of the weekly sports piece. In this section, we talk with authors about the papers that we discussed on the podcast. Today, I'm glad to talk with Gleb Vasiliev. Gleb is a visiting lecturer at the National Research University, Hager School of Economics in Moscow, Russia, and the head of projects in the Laboratory of Sports Studies in the same institution. In regard to his education, Gleb has a partial degree in management and a master's degree in applied mathematics, both from Moscow State Institute of Electronics and Mathematics. Gleb has published some papers over the last years, but unfortunately, some of them I wasn't able to read as they were written in Russia, and I don't speak Russian, I'm sorry, Gleb. But I'm very aware about his research. We have met in previous conference, so I know that he does research in football, in particular things related to performance evaluation, scheduling, referee selection, which I would like to talk with him later in this episode. So I'm very glad and grateful that he have found time for this conversation. So glad, welcome, and thank you very much for making room for us. Tadeo, thank you very much for the introduction and for the kind words and for highlighting our work with my colleagues. Yes, actually, maybe the paper that we're going to discuss today is the only decent paper that we've published. So I think that I will be glad to discuss it with you. And speaking about the HSC University, I think that, well, we know each other thanks to the university. And uh, <laughs> as we probably first met at the April conference in maybe 2017, I remember you were presenting the work on uh, Brazilian football, like the success factors in Brazilian football. And I wasn't presenting anything, but uh, I was intrigued by your research and the sports economic section. And so this conference actually led to the creation of the Laboratory of Sports Studies, uh, which is led by Dmitry Dagaev. And so I now work in the lab. No, great. Well, very good memory. I do remember meeting you in several conferences at HEC, but I couldn't name the first one. And it's good to know now that it has been in 2017 and this paper as well. But no, you don't have only a single paper. You have more papers. It's just this one that is in English and is the first. So, well, today we're going to talk about sport research. And as you already mentioned, I specifically about this paper on whether professional athletes perform better when facing their former clubs. But before talking in particular about this, I mean, you already introduced this. So let's talk about the Higher School of Economics or the place that you work and particularly about the laboratory sports studies. So we know very well each other. I know very much the laboratory, but I think that people would like to know about it. So can you tell us a little bit more about the institution, the laboratory, your life and work at HEC, please? Yeah, sure. Probably the Higher School of Economics is one of the most reputable institutions in Russia. So it's a major university with campuses in Moscow, in St. Petersburg, in Perm, in Nizhny Novgorod. So it's spread across multiple cities. And there are many, many students, and especially the international students. And first of all, the main focus of the university was studies, different economic studies. And now it's more of a general university with many specialists and many and experts in many different industries and branches of science and in different fields. So regarding the laboratory, we're working closely together with many brilliant students. So we are actually conducting multiple research projects and involving students. And we don't focus on a certain sport or on certain methods. So we 
kind of try to apply various methodological ways of thinking so that some of us like econometrics, some of us like machine learning, some of us like to build theoretical models, some of us even enjoy uh, something like uh, culturology. So it's kind of a different, but we all love sports. So this is the main factor that we're united by our love. And we try to spread this love throughout our research. So it's like that. No, that's really nice. I mean, I do know the laboratory. I've been working, not, I mean, by far with you, we had discussion during this conference. So I was sure that people would enjoy listening to this and then people contact you if they want to join your research as well. So, okay, let's then focus in about your paper. So a few weeks ago, we discussed your paper. The title is Prove Them Wrong. Do professional athletes perform better when facing the former club? And this paper has been published in the Journal of Behavioral and Experiment Economics. So it's a really prestigious journal in economics. So let's say our first question here is like, how did you come up with this research idea? I think that we started the research idea came up in 2018, maybe. So I don't even remember the exact source or the roots of this idea. But uh, certainly the idea is quite obvious. So that one example was one very recent, in 2018 recent example, was the example of Artyom Zuba. So he was the captain of the Russian national team during the 2018 FIFA World Cup. But previously in winter, he had uh, conflicts with the head coach of Zenit with the Roberto Mancini, who later won the European Championship with the Italian team. And he wasn't receiving enough playing time. He wasn't treated as a star player. So he always had disputes in the media with, with his head coach. And so he was loaned to Arsenal team with Miodrag Bozovic, who was the lead of this team. And he actually knew this coach very well because he was loaned to Rostov team previously. And Miodrag was the head coach of Rostov team. And they together they won the Russian Cup. And he wanted to gain more playing time. He wanted to prove that the managers of Zenit were wrong in order to be able to play the World Cup because he was left out of the Russian squad at this moment because he wasn't playing, he wasn't scoring. And his ultimate goal was to be the part of the Russian team. And actually, he was very successful during this loan. So first of all, he played against Rostov, so against his first former club. And he scored twice in this match. And more importantly, he was playing against Zenit. And before this match, he told the journalists that even uh, if it cost him 10 million rubles to be on the pitch, and this was written in his long contract that the match is prohibited, so the penalty for uh, his appearance is 10 million rubles. And even if uh, he had to pay it out of his own pocket, so he will do it because he wanted to play so much. And he appeared on the field, and actually he was responsible for the results. So first of all, he has... He made an assist on the third, and then uh, he also participated in the second goal. And once Zenit was leading, he scored the equalizing goal on the, I think, two minutes before the end of the match. And he was just celebrating, and he was given everything in this game. And then there were so many discussions in the press after that. So this was maybe one of the leading examples. And I would like also to give one more example. It was quite a recent one, and it's from the NBA, where uh, DeMar DeRozan, one of the better players, Actually, for the Bulls, he was approaching 20,000 career points. And he actually wanted to, well, save this milestone for the match against his former team. And so he managed to do it against the Spurs. 
And he was especially mentioning that it was very good to do his home arena where he felt these emotions once again. And so the whole Spurs team was just uh, celebrating with him because uh, he was only the 50th player in the history to reach this milestone. So it kind of works like that. Well, you may want to exert more effort due to various reasons. And so this was the motivating part. Well, such amazing stories. It's really nice, really detailed one about the Zuba one. I've heard something when I was there and then getting all this information is really cool. So I would just ask in this line as well, because I already told to you, it's like in Brazil, and I even mentioned in our episode, like in Brazil, the mass media often report this idea about professional football players that often score goals against the former clubs. They gave a name for this. We call in Brazil like X-Law. So it means that there is a law that players will score against the X-Clubs. So finding, I mean, getting these scientific proof or such kind of evidence corroborating the general perception is always interesting. But, I mean, at the end of the paper, I was wondering in the sense like, have you spoken with your colleagues, with your cultures, whether this effect may not exist in some different collective sports as well? So did something come to your mind like, well, perhaps in this sport, it may not happen or not? And if so, who do you think about potential mechanisms that why this wouldn't work? Yes, basically, this was the main reason for including multiple sports in our paper. So we wanted to, first of all, replicate some of the existing results. So whether we can achieve the same on a quite a little bit different data set so that we can prove or disprove whether this effect is actually is a very general one or maybe it is specific to some sport. And on top of that, we added soccer. So we also managed to find some evidence that this is actually existing in the sports that weren't previously considered. But certainly it cannot be the case for some well, maybe less popular sports as maybe it is the crowd that influences the performance or maybe some more amateur level sports where you are not that maybe tied to your previous employer, to a previous team, and you're just having fun when you're playing for the different club. And yeah, so this is a potential line of research. So to check it on some other sports and while certainly the emotional thing and the tactical thing may still, and also the identification mechanisms may also be present in some of the cases. So the strength maybe of the influence of these factors may be different so that one may find or may not find the fact. That's why, so we identified the main, well, we tried to distinguish between two main reasons and we found some uh, circumstances when presumably one of the factors is more dominant, but they're very specific for a given sport. For example, the thing with the wage cuts, it's very specific for a sport that actually involves sufficient sums of money. Mm -hmm. So it may not be true for some less popular, for example, sports, even the collective sports. No, sure. I mean, that's really nice. As you say, this, like say, leaves a room for some further research to inspect perhaps where they cannot prove that they were wrong. No, it just doesn't work. That's very cool. So I've seen that you wrote this paper together with Arthur, Daniel, and Igor, right? So how it was working with them? Is it an usual team that you develop work papers together? Can you tell a bit more about this, please? Yeah, sure. It was a pleasure working together. And actually, we gathered this team when establishing the laboratory right after the, the opening. We had to start from something in the lab. And 
some of the more senior colleagues, including me, proposed several projects. And actually, Artur, Daniel, and Igor were our students at this moment. They wanted to join the proposed project. And it, I was really lucky to be able to work with them because uh, we frequently met together. We enjoyed discussions. So everyone contributes so much to the paper. So I really enjoyed every minute of working together. So I hope that we'll have a chance to work on some more projects. Actually, we do. So together with Igor, for example, we're trying to help Petr Pashakov and Yulena Janova in their counter-strike and some behavioral things around that. So um, I'm very lucky to be the part of such a team. So I, I, I hope for the best in the future. No, sure. That's really great to hear. Just to know a little bit more about the paper. So what was the most challenging part during this development and the most enjoyable one? I think that we probably enjoyed everything. So the enjoyable part was the research <laughs> itself. And there were many challenges when working with huge amounts of data, especially. So the tricky part was merging the data from multiple sources, because for each sport, we had to first of all get the performance data. And second, we had to get the data on careers. And while it was easy, for example, for the NHL and for the and relatively easy for the NBA, where we can say that these are closed and they are the most popular leagues, uh, and usually the players try to move to this league and well, all the, most of the careers they try to spend in these leagues, so most of their senior careers. And for soccer, this is not the case. And actually, we had to create dictionaries for various names, various player names, and there were so many players in the data set. So we had to, first of all, do it automatically, then check manually, then uh, merge together based on the club and based on the names. So then uh, see if there are any errors or not. And it, it took a huge amount of time. So maybe this part was not that enjoyable because it involved some mechanical work and patience. So that was the tricky part. And then actually it, it was a great thing when we managed to collect the data and to join everything together. And after that, we, we tried to run the regressions and we've got the results and we tried to modify the regressions. Okay, what if we add this parameter or that parameter and we still have the effect and that was the, the coolest thing. No, nice. Well, uh, we really have to give you credit for the data because it's really massive. It's like, as you mentioned, in the football particularly, it's really difficult as there are too many transfers all the time. Sometimes one or two transfers during the same season. So yeah, I do understand this not only challenging, but not so pleasant moment that we <laughs> always spend when developing our research. So, well, just move then a little bit out of your research paper. This question is not related to the paper itself, but I'm sure that people would be interested to listen from you that I know that you and some of your colleagues in the laboratory, you are developing many applied projects. And for example, these ones that you have with the Russian Football Premier League, that are related to the scheduling. So you run the scheduling of the matches in the Russian Premier League. I've read recently something about the referee selections as well. So could you tell us, I mean, about these projects and how is working together with a professional football league? Sure. We definitely work with the professional football league and with the Russian Premier League and with the Russian Football Union also. So maybe our main project is certainly this uh, scheduling algorithm and um we were creating schedules for, I think, the last four years. And before we started working on this project, so the schedules were heavily criticized. Well, because mostly of the climatic differences, so that the matches were 
in some cold regions were held during winter. So uh, it happened even so that there was a full match between Yenisei Krasnoyarsk and uh, Ahmad Grozny, which was held when it was something like minus 17 degrees centigrade. So um, it was really cold and windy, although the regulations allowed this type of a match because they measured the temperature in several hours before it was higher. So they said, okay, let's still have this match today. So everyone criticized this and the league was searching for someone who may help. And we independently wanted to help. So we just had some very fruitful discussions with the league officials and we started scheduling from the next season. And the idea was that the league was just using the simple tables. So the simple circle algorithm for scheduling. And we just made it possible to search for all the possible schedules. And they were all of a sudden able to satisfy all of their constraints. So they were really happy about that. And from year to year, we tried to improve our schedule by maybe giving some advice to the league, which schedules are better. And we're able to include maybe our own constraints in addition to the constraints that are given by the league. And now, usually, there is not so much criticism. So the amount of criticism is very, very limited now. So it's just maybe near zero level. So um, in this regard, the project, I can say that this project is successful and I hope that we'll uh, continue scheduling in the future. And we've actually, starting from this year, we've also scheduled the Russian Cup because the Russian Cup now has a group stage. So the goal was to actually put the matches from this group stage between the already scheduled matches of the Russian Premier League. So that was kind of a challenge and some of the airports are closed in Russia. So we had to take this into consideration how to optimize the travel time for the teams. So that was a difficult thing. And in regard to the referee appointment system, we actually created the part of the IT system that the Russian Football Union to automatically assign referees. And the interesting thing is that we did not use the standard assignment uh, problem solutions, but instead we tried to use a variation of a deferred acceptance algorithm. So it's kind of a Gale Shapley thing. And it was a little bit more transparent for the officials. So they saw the preferences for referees over matches and the matches over referees so that they could understand why a given referee is tied to a given match, given the very different constraints that arise. So the plans are to continue the partnerships and maybe work with some clubs also. No, it, it really sounds wonderful. It's like it's so nice when you see applied projects, applied research, working and mainly working well in professional sports. So really, I will keep following your updates. I want to see maybe some of this data being published as academic papers as well. Not only seeing the Russian Premier League benefit from your knowledge, but also some, the academic literature taking part from this. So, Gleb, really, thank you very much for visiting our podcast. I hope you had a good time. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure and an honor to be in the podcast. So I will be following the podcast also. Great. Fantastic. So this is everything for today's interview. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Bye for now.